Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or in uh, Tuscaloosa. Or at Brupolo over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird, uh, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Renzi. And Ramsey? Renzi. Renzi. Yes, that would be very weird. Yeah. He'd be in Bruzy. Yeah. Very well could. You, you put a little bourbon in that, you got a boozy bruzy. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Okay. Just saying, some people start their days different than other people. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. Well, wherever you are in our great state, if you're looking for a Strange Brew coffee every morning, like we have it here in Starkville, you just have to go to StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. They'll order it, order it, and ship it right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got, including our, they still have those awesome K cups, and they've got them in all the flavors that are available right there in the uh, the coffee shop itself, including the new super fantastic maple bacon. Pancake tonight. I will when I go to the uh, when I go to the game. Uh, I will have a report on that from from Joel Coleman. I want Brian. Did you know that Renzi was named for a medieval Italian politician? I mean, it makes sense. It sounds like a medieval Italian politician politician's name. This is according to Wikipedia, which is a very good source. You get the best information there because anybody can write anything. Yes, this is in um, Alcorn County, which I've I've, I've heard of Ramsey, but I, I didn't really know where it was, as as has been evident in many of these small little communities and towns mm-hmm. you've named. But this is like right at the tip on the on the map in northwest or northeast Mississippi. Yes, <laughs> in Alcorn County and Cola de Cola de Rienzo. Yes, is the Italian medieval Italian politician in which the town was named. Makes you wonder, like who who thought of that? Like who was there that knew who that was? Back in Ooh, what, what Jamie year? Jamie Davis is from? Yeah, Jamie uh, Davis and Soul Gravy. Soul Gravy. So the the town is founded in eighteen thirty. <clears throat> who in eighteen thirty knew about that Italian politician? That's a great question. Yes. It, it, I don't. I don't understand That's the like, correlation you know, there. But... Option was something like Squirrel Town or something. I mean, it was like they were either going to be Squirrel Town or named for this Italian politician. Uh, and sometimes, uh, and maybe 
maybe the guy has some kind of affiliation in some way to the I don't know what could it what, be in eighteen thirty, you know? And and then he was in medieval times, so the United States was not even yeah. a thing. So I, I have no clue the correlation. There was one there. really smart guy <laughs> living in that area. Somebody who was a little too well read for his times in eighteen thirty. It's like you know who I really respect. Cola de Rienzo, who was a politician in the 1300s. Let's let's name the town after it. Okay. <laughs> is there even an Italian restaurant in the town? That's what I want to know. It like, better be. If, that, if this town was in the Delta, there's a ton of Italians in the Delta. Like I'm, yes, there's man. there's some good Italian in the Delta actually too. There there are some restaurants that have some yeah, good Italian that's where food. The Augustinellis are from. So yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, so, there you go. All right, that's today's Mississippi history lesson brought to you by Robbie Falk and Brian. Hey Dad. And Wikipedia. And Wikipedia. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. It's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for. It's not just clothes, too. Whatever you're looking for for the house, for your car, for your your tailgate, they've got it at College Corner. Maroon and white, or, of course, you know, red and blue, black and gold, purple and gold, whatever it is, they've got it. Check them out online at collegecornerstore.com or shop their two Jackson area locations. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. If you're looking for lunch, they have the best blue plate in town. If you're looking for dinner, they have the best fine dining. And on the weekends, if you're looking for brunch, they've got that covered too. And, of course, if you just want to go out and grab a drink, the speakeasy around back, the guest room, it's a unique stop. Nothing in town like the guest room. They have the great food that you can get at Restaurant Tyler with their incredible mixology program. You just can't go wrong. So when you're looking for a great meal, whatever time of day it is, Make sure you've got restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank is Central Mississippi's place to be when you need to make financial decisions. They've got you covered. They've been serving their, their customers for a long, long time, and they know how to take care of you. Their mobile app is so easy to use, so streamlined, and it does a lot more than just, you know, one, you know, move money from one account to the other. You can transfer any funds, you can pay your bills, you can manage multiple accounts all right there on your phone. 16 locations across central Mississippi to serve you. And, of course, every one of those branches has the ability to make a local decision when it comes to making a loan. They make your life easier doing that. Call your local branch today or check them out online, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State has wrapped up, as, as you're listening has wrapped up its game against LSU. What happened in that game? What happened at the hump? One man knows. Let's go now to our one and only correspondent here on Thunder and Lightning, Future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is a very wet Future Brian reporting to you from the future. It rained tonight, guys. I can also give you a future weather report. Uh, It also rained on LSU's parade. Mississippi State pretty dominant again. Cash the under. Final score from Starkville, 64-53. Mississippi State makes it four wins in a row. An unlikely hero for the Bulldogs, a guy who had not been shooting the ball well, but he shot it well tonight. DJ Jeffries, five of six from three-point land, 18.7 rebounds and four assists for DJ. Uh, Tolu Smith, a good night in terms of shooting, five of eight, 10 points, but 0 of five from the free throw line. Hate to see him regress there. Uh, Shaq Moore, the only other Bulldog in double figures, he had 13.6 of 13 shooting. State uh, out-rebounds LSU by six. Uh, They forced 15 turnovers. 
Uh, and they hold LSU to 42% shooting from the field. LSU at one point went nearly 12 minutes, 11 minutes, 56 seconds, uh, without a field goal going from the 720 mark into the first half until about 16 and a half in the, uh, the second half. Tigers, the first time to really watch them this year outside. You know, I watched the game they played at Alabama, uh, and then they just got murdered in that game, and I just thought, okay, well, you know, you have a bad night sometimes, but you watch them tonight and you see that's just not a very good basketball team. And Matt McMahon has a long, long uh, road ahead of him uh, to, to get that team back to being competitive. But for Mississippi State now, four wins in a row, 16-8, and eight, uh, four and seven in the conference, and trucking right along the way we talked about you know, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. They've built the momentum, and now they will travel to Arkansas for an absolutely huge game that will uh, that will possibly put a, a big big plus on their resume. And if they lose, it'll just be it won't be that big a deal. Crazy enough how this works. It's really odd. I, I talked about it on Sports Talk Mississippi, and I talked about it on Thunder and Lightning Live. That it's just weird how the big games for state are these games against the low net teams, and the the ones against the big teams, you can sort of you know. Go your own way with that. So, uh, but a good night for state. And and this is you know a, we're not really you know telling you anything. I'm not. I'm not. You know, this isn't rocket science here. But if state can get any kind of version of DJ Jeffries like they got tonight, you know he doesn't have to be as good as he was tonight. But if he can just be a little more consistent shooting the basketball, that's going to go a very long way for Mississippi State. State shoots 52 percent from the floor, 37 and a half, six of 16. 16 three-pointers, maybe a couple too many, but that's still not bad. 37.5% from the three-point line is not bad at all. And then you're talking about your your 20 of 34 inside, so that's 10 of uh, 17, so like 61%, something like that. A bad night on the free-throw line, but a a lot of that is Tolu. Uh, They were 6 of 13 from the line, but 0 of 5 for Tolu Smith. So, you know, outside of him, they were uh, 6 of 8. So, you know, Tolu, you hate to see him regress like that on the free throw line, but if that's the one thing you have to nitpick in this game, it's really not that bad. So, really good win for Mississippi State. Uh, They started out on a 10-0 run. LSU had to call timeout a couple minutes into the game, and it looked like it was going to be a route from the beginning. But then give LSU some credit. They immediately turned it around and went on, I think, a 22-8 run of their own, led 22-18, and then, like I said, they didn't score a field goal until uh, 16 and a half or so into the second half. Um, State pushed the lead out in the double digits. LSU hit a couple of shots to cut it to six. State got a timeout, and from that point on, uh, from that moment, they hit a, they hit a couple of buckets to push the lead back out to 40 to 30, and from there on, uh, never led by less than, if I'm looking at this correct, less than nine uh, the rest of the way. Cash the under. That's another easy win. Under was 126. We'll take 117 for the total tonight. Guys, the under is 19 and 5 if I've done the math right. You're almost, I've decided I'm going to have to go. You know, now I know, I know as soon as I put the, as soon as I put the money in, into the hand of the attendant at the timeout sports book that that money is going to get thrown away and something's going to happen and State will hit 12 three pointers in a game. I know, I know. But I'm going to have to take that risk because it just feels like it's too good of an investment at this point because they just keep cashing these unders. This is that's back to back games now. Let me—I t- don't remember the South Carolina score off the top of my head. Let me see what the uh, 
the score of that game was. Uh, full calendar results there. Going into February. Here we go. So we'll go back to January. And, okay, so 51 points there. State has held three straight opponents to less than 55 points. That is elite, elite defense. Even though you're not playing, I mean, I know you're not playing great teams. Although Missouri is a team that averages 83 a game and you held them to 52. But LSU and South Carolina are not great teams, but it doesn't matter because you're getting, you're, you're, you're just dominating these teams defensively. And Chris Jans talked about that in, in postgame, as did his players, DJ Jeffries. And we got to talk to uh, Sean Jones, who had a, a very interesting night on 13 minutes, but six points and a couple of rebounds. He played really well. Uh, and gave State a little spark off the bench on a night where Tyler Stevenson only played eight minutes. Didn't so I, we meant to ask if Stevenson suffered an injury because it was odd that he didn't play much in the second half. But maybe that was because Jones was playing so well. Um, but they they all said the same thing that you know when the shots aren't falling, rely on your defense, and as long as you play defense, you're going to stay in the game. And that's been State's motto and mantra, motto and mantra throughout this season. And it's it's working at a really high level for them. And then of course tonight when they do have shots falling, you know, basically if state can stay in this range where they're getting 64, 65, between 65 and 70 a game, they're almost unbeatable the way they play defense, especially with the teams remaining on the schedule. I and mean, there's not an Alabama left until you know the SEC tournament. You might see them at some point there, but there's not a lot of, of really efficient offensive teams left on their schedule. Arkansas is pretty good offensively. Um but by and large, state state has there's some gaps that state can exploit with them defensively. Uh, that they they're not a great team down low, and you you know Tolu Smith should be able to to bounce back, and they have a little bit bigger game uh, in that one. So we said when you know when this stretch ended, especially when once they beat TCU, we said if they could win these next three and be sixteen and eight, playing Arkansas and a quad one win opportunity. That's about all you could hope for at that point. Well, that's exactly what Mississippi State has done. I still, I, I still say that this team is not peaked yet. They're playing really well, but they're not playing their best basketball yet. You know, they haven't had a game where I feel like that. that they, Missouri is probably the closest where I would say they put it all together. But even then, in that game, their three point shooting was was not good. Uh, but this was, you know, this was a good for tonight. They they shot well from the field. They shot well from the three point line. I like Chris Chance after games like we're the Warriors. We hit six three pointers, but the free throw shooting, you know, Tolu Smith getting away from that. Got it. They haven't had a great night shooting at all three spots yet. If that happens, I mean, I don't know who they, they would lose to the way they play defense. So great win for the Bulldogs. Like I said, sixteen and eight uh, now, four and seven in the conference. Let's move on back to the guys. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it is what's for dinner. This weekend, if you're going to be cooking out, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Grab some steaks, grab some burgers, your family will be happy. But if you decide to stay inside, easy money there too. Big pot of chili, taco soup, beef stew, keeps you warm, and of course it is delicious. If you're looking for recipes, they've got them at msbeef.org, but it's just so easy to do it. You can't. You almost can't screw up some of the cuts of beef that are available to you at the local grocery stores and meat markets and butcher shops around our state. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. 
next week's baseball. So that means if you're going to be here for the weekend at Duty Noble, that means you've got plenty of opportunities to hit up two brothers. Afternoon games, 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock, that means you got time for dinner afterwards. Head over to Two Brothers, grab some smoked southern soul food, grab a seat, enjoy the people watching, and enjoy the, the time you have every time you go to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. Advantage Business Systems likes to deliver it to you. 48 years of doing just that. That's the kind of difference Advantage Business Systems can provide you. And that's the difference between being a neighbor and a number. So when you want to talk to somebody you have a relationship with, with somebody you know, somebody here in the state of Mississippi, you're going to talk to Advantage Business Systems. You're not going to talk to those big box stores where they just put you on hold and the call center talks to you and they're they're monitoring you for customer service. But I think we all know how that goes. Don't worry about that. Leave it behind. Head with Advantage Business Systems, 601-362-9192. Or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business the Rogues Collegiate Collection, it is the best available. When you need a new pullover, a new new polo, you want some new Mississippi State gear, you want something great, something top quality, and you want the logos that you want, you want to shop at the Rogue. They've got the M over S, they've got the Script State, they've got the name brands that you know and trust, and they're the Rogue. That's another name brand that you can know and trust. They've been one of the top men's clothing stores in the South for as long as I can remember. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Proud to welcome a new sponsor to Thunder and Lightning, Dolce at 509 University Drive next to Bluto's. Starkville's place for amazing gelato and artisanal grilled cheese sandwiches. Open Tuesday through Saturday at 11 a.m. and Sunday at 1. Dolce is the place to satisfy your sweet tooth. I have been in there for that gelato, and that is some fantastic stuff. So, I mean, if you like ice cream... If you've never had gelato, it is it's so good and so different and just I can't I can't stress enough how good it is. And they got a lot of other great stuff going on in there as well. Dolce is the place to satisfy your sweet tooth and coming soon, bagels. We've been missing bagels here in Starkville. They're about to be back in town at Dolce. Dolce 509 University Drive in Starkville. Let's go back to the present day and talk to Brian and Robbie. All right, thanks to Future Brian. Appreciate his time. And now we're, we're going to switch over to uh, to baseball. Want to talk a little baseball today? You know, we're only eight days away from the start of the season. Uh, Mississippi State did announce the opening weekend times today: three, two, one, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Which means I'll see you on Sunday for MSU baseball. I'll be on the air on Friday, and I'll be in Oxford on Saturday for Mississippi State basketball. Robbie, you know, we spent a lot of the uh, the offseason talking about these transfers, and now we're here at the season. I guess we should talk about them again, especially the guys who are going to be at the plate because, you know, State has, has brought in some big-time talent there. I mean, two of them, Colton Ledbetter and Armani Larry, Armani Larry, have both been named to various All-American teams at some point this offseason. Um, State's expecting big things from them, and and – the good news is they expect big things, but they have players in position around them, returning players who can help. And they're not they're not putting it all on Ledbetter. They're not putting it all on Larry. They don't they don't have to be the the guys who who carry this team. They're going to be the guys who lift this team. Would might be the way to look at it. You know, when we'll start with Ledbetter because he's the one I think everybody has the most uh, expectations for. 
can he deliver a similar impact to what R.J. Yeager did a season ago? Because I think that's what everybody kind of wants to see. Yeah, very well could. I mean, this is a guy that had a tremendous summer playing in uh, the same league and on the same team as Slade Alford, and those two guys were going back and forth. And you're talking about a player in Slade Alford that the consensus is he's going to make a huge jump <clears throat> and have a really big season. He he was a guy everybody was excited about coming out of high school. So for Ledbetter to be kind of on that level or, and even kind of ahead of him uh, probably a little bit, that says a lot about him. Did a lot of good things at Sanford. And we've seen a ton of guys go from Sanford to the to the next level or to another um, another conference at a higher level and have really showed out. Sonny Deshara last year did it uh, after coming from Sanford. I don't know if he's going to have, you know, quite the season Sonny Deshara did. You know, Sonny Deshara was SEC Player of the Year candidate for a lot of different public publications. But, you know, if he can bat, in the in the three hundreds, maybe three fifteen, three ten, and have you know twelve to fifteen home runs, you're in good shape. Yeah, he doesn't have to put up the you know he doesn't have to be right there with Yeager, but I think that he can be a comparable bat for Mississippi State in the middle of the order, and that's kind of what they're looking for. You lost a huge piece in R.J. Yeager, and to have you know Colton Ledbetter and Hunter Hines and you know maybe even Luke Hancock you know, and Kellen Clark all bunched in there together, that's going to be a tough group to get through. And I, I feel like Colton Ledbetter is one of those guys that is a is a big part of that whole nucleus. If he's a constant all year long for Mississippi State, you're in pretty good shape. And you got your center fielder out there that you feel like is going to provide a, a good glove for you in the outfield to be a consistent at bat in a big bat for you, not only just hit for power but hit for average. I think that could go a long way for Mississippi State. And then speaking of Jaeger, you know, this is the guy who's going to take over for him at that position is Almani Larry, uh, the transfer from New Orleans. I think when you look at last season, the leadoff position was such an issue for Mississippi State. They, and you think about the years before that with Mangum and Rowdy Jordan, that sort of, you know, they set the table for those bats behind them, and State just didn't have that guy. All last year, they try. I think they tried six or seven different guys there. State's got to be hopeful that Larry can come in from day one and and be that guy. Yeah, uh, had a really good season at uh, New Orleans. Of course, he played at uh, my alma mater at East Central, and I talked to uh, their coach Neil Holloman last year about him and kind of what what impact he's he thought he would make, and just a guy that has just been a consistent player no matter where he's been. <clears throat> and he's had to work hard for that, but batted 400 in junior college. Last year batted 370. And I imagine that average and those numbers are going to dip a little bit because he's making a, a big jump from playing uh, in the Southland Conference or whatever they are to playing in the SEC. I mean, we're talking about some of the best arms in the game that he's going to go up against, but – we haven't heard a ton about him so far, but I think it's been because he's been so consistent. There hasn't really been anybody battling it out with him, I don't think. Um, in the middle infield, it looks like he's locked in at that spot. He's already been uh, referred to from one publication as All-American preseason. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what his numbers are going to be, but I've got to think that he's going to be one of those guys at the top of the order that you were missing last year that can be there all year. And if he bats three, 
340. If his if his numbers come down from 370 to 340 in the SEC, I think that's still pretty dang good uh, to be batting at that clip inside the SEC. And that's kind of what Mississippi State was missing at times last year, just a guy that's going to get on base in the top of the order. And you have so many guys coming up behind those guys that somebody's going to be able to knock him in consistently if he's on base. I mean, State's best hitter last year, R.J. Yeager, was 317. Yeah. If, if Imani Larry comes down to – to 340, if he's 30 spots below where he was last year, mm-hmm. that's still pretty freaking good. Yeah, still good. So, you know, I'm not expecting him to come in in here and bat nearly 400, but um, you just need somebody like that that can be consistent and a you know a, a, a positive for you at the top of the order of the lineup and also in the field. And I think he's going to be able to do that. When you look at the other three, you know, position player transfers. Uh, I don't expect much from Nate Chester or, or Will Hoyle, a couple of infielders who, I mean, quite honestly, they're, they're just behind Larry and Forsythe, you know, those guys. And I think you would agree that, especially at the shortstop position, behind Mershon as well. But what about uh, Connor Hijack? I mean, he is a guy that we think, you know, can come in and play, you know, give state a big bat. But where does he fit into the lineup? Is he a DH? Can he can he get some everyday at bats in the field? Where Where do you project him? I think that's what they're going to figure out here early on in the season because uh, there's several people that that you could see in that other outfield spot. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we got Colton Ledbetter and probably Kellum Clark penciled in. Yeah, I agree. As you're in almost sharpied in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it really feels like you're going to have Kellum in the lineup every day and he's probably going to be in the outfield because he's got to have have a position. Um, to get drafted this year, he's he's got to show that he's got a a, a natural position that he's going to be able to play on the next level. They're not going to take him to be a DH, you know. So right. I, I feel like you've got those two guys locked in for the most part, and then you've got that other outfield spot that's got Dakota Jordan in the mix. You've got Aaron Downs in the mix, Hunter Hijack. I, I think the biggest thing that he's going to provide is his bat. And specifically, probably the pop in it. Um, I don't know if he's going to be an everyday guy for Mississippi State in the field. I, th- I think he was just kind of okay in the field mm-hmm. at VCU. It feels like he he probably fits into your DH role um, more often than not. But you're probably going to have him in the field some too, but – I just got to think that you're going to see Dakota Jordan out there getting a, a lot of the reps. You're going to see Aaron Downs probably out there. And I think you'll see Connor Hijack too. But I would think as of right now, Dakota Jordan will get a lot of those reps in the outfield. And Hijack and Aaron Downs will will be in and out of the lineup, if I had to guess. Yeah. And the, you'll probably see them get some, some time in the outfield a lot too. But yeah. um, there's just – it's a good problem to have because I feel like all three of those guys are are really good, and they provide something with their bat as well. I feel like you know you've got Clark, Hines, Ledbetter, and Hancock. I would I would throw in here because he's done it as double digit home run potential that you that you feel like you can count on. Then you have Hijack, and 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 I'm I'm probably butchering that. I know I, I state needs to put a pronunciation guide on the meet on the uh, webpage. No, I think you're correct. 
Well, I mean, I feel like I'm close. I'll put it that way. I know what it's I think not. it's Hajak. I think it's Hajak. I know what it's not. I know how I know how to not pronounce his name. Um, I think he and Dakota Jordan have have they have potential there to be power guys. I think they do, but that's a little more unproven. Although he did, although Hijack did do it last year, he had twelve bombs at VCU. So we'll see. And then J- Jordan is Jordan is really an X factor. You know, if we're talking about new faces here. Uh, he's a guy that. If he can continue to play the way he's playing in these these last scrimmages and the way he played, you know, in high school, he could be sort of an out of nowhere guy. Maybe the way like it, and I'm not, I don't, I don't say this very lightly, but he could have kind of the impact Jake Mangum had as a freshman. Now, I don't think he's going to hit 400 or anything like that, like Mangum did that season. But he could be a guy that you know maybe you're not counting on at this moment, but then in a few in a month you look up and he's one of your leading hitters. I think he. I think he certainly has the talent. It's just going to be how does he acclimate to the SEC? He does, and he's had a few good scrimmages so far. I mean, so far, and I'm sure he's going to hit a wall at some point. I mean, it, everybody seems to, but so far, I mean, every time you look up, he's doing something. Yeah, um, he's not just coming out there and going zero for five every time he comes to the plate. He's sending a shot out to left field. Uh, for a home run, you know, he's he's made some plays in the outfield. It, it just would be very hard to believe that he's not going to make some kind of impact this year. We'll see. We'll see if he does. It's going to be a big thing. Yeah, it, It's funny, you know, for a team that returns as much as it does in terms of Hancock, Clark, uh, Hines, and Forsyth. I mean, that, that's four pretty big pieces in there. Then you have this this interesting mix of the transfers and guys like Dakota Jordan – who you think could play, make an impact as a freshman. Maybe Ross Highfield makes a, a bit of an impact as a freshman. And then you've got guys who were on the team last year that you're expecting the big step from. You mentioned Aaron Downs. You mentioned Slade Alford. Both of those guys, you know, I think, especially Alford, State expects big, big things from this year. So that, you know, that's part of the unknowns with this team. I feel like this is a very high-ceiling team. You know, as we sit here a week from first pitch, we don't know for sure. But we could look up in on March 8th, and this team could be ranked in the top 10 and be moving towards another trip to Omaha because that's where the ceiling is. It's just a question of do they get there. Yeah, this isn't a team that lacks talent. Yeah. Um, everybody outside of Mississippi State, and even a lot of people here, I mean, I, you and I are kind of on wait-and-see mode, but yeah, a, a lot of people are you know, very cautious with Mississippi State after what happened last year that they want to believe that they're going to be really good because they just won the national title two years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where you just got to see it first. So yeah. the state's going to have the opportunity to show it, but there's a lot of proving that needs to be done uh, over the course. And it really needs to happen over the course of the first few weeks of the season. They got to start fast. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, All right, tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll look ahead to the weekend. Huge game for Mississippi State versus Arkansas. What meaning does that game have? You know, we don't know that yet. We'll have a much clearer picture when we record tomorrow. Probably talk a little bit more baseball as well. Also, on Friday, I am scheduled to talk with Mississippi State offensive coordinator Kevin Barbe. Uh, we'll get some get a good conversation in with him, and I will put that uh, available, make that available to you guys as soon as I can get it. Uh, you know, produced and everything as soon as we're done talking. So something to look forward to. On Friday, a little extra thunder and lightning piece right there. Guys, have a great Thursday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk.
Mississippi Media Production.